0: This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents, which you can also access at cortezcurrents.ca. Unlike their mainland cousins, Vancouver Island's black bears make their dens almost exclusively in large diameter old trees, stumps, logs, or root wads. Dens are normally left dormant for a while after use due to parasite infestation and the need to escape detection from predators However, a study in the Nimkish Valley, south of Port McNeil, found that 72% of the dens were reused over a 15-year period. In one case, the den was occupied during four winters.
1: Many bear dens are being destroyed. Helen Davis, the scientist that worked on this, did a survey in southwest Vancouver Island, an area where normally she would have expected numerous bear dens to exist and to be used. After the logging had gone through, there was only one den that was still usable. We are losing large numbers of bear dens and they're not being replaced because the second growth forest that comes back is not being allowed to to get big enough as old growth to accommodate bear dens. They need the big trees to have holes that are big enough for the bears to get in and out of,
0: said Calvin Sanborn, Senior Counsel at the University of Victoria's Environmental Law Center. He's also the supervising lawyer of a report detailing what it would take to protect the bear dens in B.C.'s forests. Three of Sanborn's students prepared this submission at the request of Helen Davis and Sierra Club B.C.,
1: The Environmental Law Center is a class that is offered at the Faculty of Law at UVic, where uh, law students are learning to be advocates uh, for the environment and to act for environmental groups and First Nations community groups that are concerned about the environment. In this case, we were looking at the question of how the law could be changed to better protect bears. How important
0: are black bears to Vancouver Island's eco, uh, systems. Bears are everything. Said Mark Worthing of Sierra Club BC. Bears defined m-
2: major features about the landscape that we understand as coastal British Columbia. Of course, we're the peak predator <laughs> in the system right now. So we define predator-prey dynamics more than anything. But still on the landscape, large carnivores define a lot of predator-prey dynamics and will tend to move prey animals around the landscape. Black bears play a huge role in seed dispersal. A lot of berry seeds and things like that will pass right through the bear and come out the other end still ready to sprout with a a pile of fertilizer laying there for it for the next season. So there's a lot of seed dispersal roles that black bears play. Of course, the charismatic coastal dynamic between bears, wild salmon, and forest nutrients. Bears will be pulling salmon out of the streams where they're used to going every year and bringing their cubs and their their family members down to the river to eat salmon. And then they drag that salmon back into the forest and those nutrients from the salmon then go and feed the soils and the mycelial networks. And then eventually up into those trees where you can track nitrogen and potassium and things in the wood and the leaves and the branches of the tree itself from the dispersal of black bears and grizzly bears that pull salmon and other other nutrients too. As new studies come out, we see up to 50% higher carbon sequestration rates in forests where salmon spawn than in forests where salmon do not spawn. Bears are a huge boost to the climate solutions that we desperately need right now. They're the ones dispersing those nutrients throughout that system to expedite the carbon sequestration process. Black bears are kind of, Natural climate activists, they're actually helping that carbon process move along quicker in in, in those systems.
0: According to a recent report from the Forest Practices Board, quote, threats to black bears identified by the BC government and bear biologists 20 years ago continue today and include reduced habitat area due to land development and high road densities, widespread decline in food supply, and specifically on the coast, declining denning opportunities these threats are expected to increase as land development continues on vancouver island potentially increasing the risk of a declining black bear population what's the black bear population on vancouver island and is it in decline
2: the short answer is nobody really knows the longer answer is that we do know that black bears populations are in decline in different regions, so different subregions around the province and on Vancouver Island, of course, closer to urban areas and where their habitat is being heavily impacted by forestry. Right now is the first time that the provincial government has ever even tried to do a black bear population study ever. Part of the importance of retaining bear dens on the landscape is to make sure that we're applying the precautionary principle around management practices and forestry prescriptions on the island. So by the time government scientists finally get the funding they need to actually do the studies that could actually answer your question, it's not too late. Part of the reason we decided to take on this this project is our field work, mostly on Vancouver Island, but in the Great Bear to a lesser degree and other places in D.C. Not only were we finding bear dens in at-risk forests that were slated for logging, but we were finding destroyed bear dens or lone single bear dens left in clear cuts and things like that. So we thought, dang,
0: this is a problem. How did you end up coming together with Helen Davis?
2: I think in the process of our field work, I realized that we needed a specialist on the matter and she's considered sort of the foremost biologist that focuses specifically on den ecology, namely with black bears. There's quite a bit on grizzly bears around the province, but not that much on black bears. Helen, she's been working on that issue for 30 years now.
0: On the cover of your report, there's a picture of a little cub in the middle of a stump that's recently been cut. There's still sawdust on the cub. Can you tell me anything of the story behind this picture?
2: I don't know the full story. A little bit further back in time, they would do springboard logging and have to go higher up the buttress of the stump to cut into the solid wood to get a clean log, essentially. They don't do that practice anymore. The chainsaws allow them to just kind of rip right through the lower section of a tree and fall it. But what that does, of course, is it opens up the hollow section of the buttress section of the, the stump, whereas fallers back in the day would climb a bit higher on the tree and cut through solid wood, which would leave a lid on that stump. I actually think that stump was an old nurse log stump in a second growth forest. I don't think they paid much attention to it and then ended up wrecking that den because it It was kind of a unique story. But I imagine that's often the case in many other places where sites are so limited, they have to use old stumps like that. They go unnoticed by a surveyor or even a follower or a machine logger. You can't see details on the ground if you're in the the cockpit of a machine trying to figure that stuff out.
0: Have you heard any other accounts of bears still being inside of the den when the tree is falled?
2: Rumors, yeah, but nobody wants to do that. I don't think that's often the case. I've heard a couple cases where the bears literally been in there. There was a a video that came out recently where there was someone falling a tree that, that had a bear in it and they had to do a kind of unique maneuver where they plugged the den entrance and then logged the top of it and then the bear popped out the top after the tree was felled off and ran off which was kind of a nightmare scenario that's the last thing you want to have happen but you have to remember it's not illegal to log a bear den on vancouver island right now so this is the issue bear dens are getting logged certainly on vancouver island and around dc
1: bear dens are Essential for the health and survival of bears, they need secure dens to protect them from wet weather and cold weather and from predators and from cannibalism amongst bears. Dens actually serve much the same function as a nest would for a bird.
2: You need a pretty big tree in order for a bear to fit in it. So by and large, old growth is what they need for suitable den sites. In particular, cedar trees, as they grow those large buttresses, later in that tree's life, they get larger and larger. The rest of the tree will be healthy and fine. But that lower section will hollow out in the root buttress. Bears will find convenient access points to get in there, and then they'll drag in nesting material, fagnum moss, sword ferns, and talal, whatever they can immediately find nearby. They literally make a nest inside of the den uh, inside the tree or they'll even excavate you can see them chewing it at spots to make a bigger entrance for themselves so they can squeeze in there they really do need the big old trees to literally just fit in and of course the bigger the better in terms of good real estate and also not just the access to those single trees they do need a distribution of trees across the landscape. They may not come back to the same one the following year. So it's important for them to have options available to them. Maybe they've got uh, different bear dynamics in the area or not a good access to food one season. So they need to go and find another location for a winter den site or even down in the day sometimes and they just need fall spots to stay and, and, and be protected. So it's not only just the old growth, Single trees themselves, but they need old growth forests to live in and have options for themselves.
1: We're saying that there are laws prohibiting the destruction of bird nests and that there should be laws prohibiting the destruction of bear dens. In fact, we do have some laws in British Columbia to protect bear dens in Haida Gwaii and in the Great Bear Rainforest. And those are the models that we're calling for to apply across the province. The reason why we have those protections in Haida Gwaii and the Great Bear Rainforest is because the First Nations have demanded that. The Haida Nation, because of its great respect for bears, the coastal First Nations in the Great Bear Rainforest demanded that the province bring in regulations to require that logging companies respect bear dens, that they not do logging without first surveying where bear dens are, and then establishing protective areas around those bear dens and managing those areas to protect bear dens.
2: Even in the landscape orders on Haida Gwaii and in the Great Bear Rainforest, where black and grizzly bear den sites are protected, there are options for a logging company, for example, to destroy that bear den if it's necessary for the road engineering requirements you know they can't find another way around the den site, or perhaps it's a danger tree and a liability to the falling operation. Then they can actually legally remove that den site from the cop block. But that's only in those two landscape orders. Everywhere else in BC, they can log right through a bear den with no problems. That's completely legal. So this is a problem that we're trying to address with the Wildlife Act amendment is to prohibit the destruction of bear dens.
1: The models there in two parts of the province, but on Vancouver Island and many other places in the province, we've got no protection for bear dens. The laws that we're proposing are pretty simple, simply amending the Wildlife Act to prohibit the destruction of bear dens and to require that when logging is done around bear dens, that there be a protective area a 30-meter untouched forest area around the den. The reason for that is you have to have escape trees. If the mother and the cub are near the, the den, they're outside and they can't get back to the den, they need to have trees that are escape routes if they're attacked by a predator. But also, you need to have a, an area of intact forest, one hectare around the tree, just to prevent windthrow from taking down the bear den tree. The other rule that we're proposing is that there be a 75-meter separation between any roads and the bear den, so that the bears are not disturbed by uh, traffic. Those are basically very similar to the provisions that, that already apply in Haida Gwaii and in the Great Bear Rainforest. BC timber sales in certain areas has similar kind of guidelines that are not law, but guidelines. And some companies have actually put forward guidelines. Everybody knows what you need to do to protect bear dens. Go out, do a survey, make sure that your employees are trained so they can identify bear ends when they see them. Require that those trees be tagged so that and identified so that they're not taken down and that the reserve area is preserved around them. Then manage those areas so that You're not disturbing the bears during sensitive times of their life cycle. It's a pretty simple change to the law that we're calling for to make it consistent with some other areas where that law actually already exists.
2: We're calling for a Wildlife Act amendment here to protect black bears. But fundamentally, the long promised regime change around forestry to prioritize ecosystem-based values is the bigger picture at play here. Black bears need old-growth forests, and they need smarter, modern forestry practices moving into the future with second-growth forests. So we're calling for a full regime change of of forestry practices in B.C., starting with immediate deferrals on remaining old-growth forests, and then working towards better forestry prescriptions in the
0: future. You've been listening to interviews with Kelvin Sanborn, Senior Counsel at the University of Victoria's Environmental Law Centre, and Mark Worthing from Sierra Club BC talk about the need for legislation to protect bear dens. This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents. Goodbye.